In the last nine episodes, we have been studying love. We have asked the question, what is love? And we've been looking at what the Bible says about love, its characteristics, and where it comes from. Today on Drawing Near, we will begin to draw conclusions from our investigation. So open your Bible and turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and join us as we study the extent of God's love. Before we read God's Word, let's prepare our hearts with prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for your love, love that originates with you. Thank you, Father, for your expression of love toward us, not only in Jesus Christ, but in creation and the way you preserve and protect all of humanity. Make yourself known through creation. Give us your word. Provide your Holy Spirit to convict and draw people to faith in Jesus Christ, and, of course, Jesus Christ with his death, burial, and resurrection, and his perfect model of love for all to see. Thank you for your love in promising us eternal life and the forgiveness of sins, and so much more. We thank you, Father, for your love, and we pray, Father, that we'll not only understand love more thoroughly and be reminded of its importance, but, Father, that we would live out your love in the world. Father, we thank you for your word and how it speaks to our hearts and lives. Help us to be dedicated to the study of your word and to the application of the truths of your word day by day by walking in the Spirit. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In John chapter 3, we're going to begin reading at verse 16 and following, a very well-known passage of Scripture. So in John chapter 3, verse 16, we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be seen clearly that they have been done in God. Whenever we ask a question like, what is love? We need to be aware of how many different sources there might be for an answer. For instance, the world will have an answer about what is love. God has an answer about what is love. Different groups of people inside the world will have various understandings or definitions for what love is. So we need to ask the question, what is it? I am trying to understand about love. Do we want to know God's standard? Do we want to know a lesser standard or a different standard? Because in all honesty, love is defined by a lot of different sources. When we come to understand what God and his word says about love, we realize that the world's kind of love or a lost person's understanding of love is incomplete or twisted by sin. Now, we do not want to make the false claim 
that those who are lost or who do not know Christ as their Lord and Savior, we don't want to claim that they don't know love at all, because they do. They do know how to express love to a degree, but their understanding and their ability to love has been tainted or twisted by sin. And therefore, because it's been tainted or twisted by sin, it is not love according to God's definition. It is a type, but it is a fallen love, a perverted love, a love contaminated by sin and self and pride. And we need to understand that. And so when I ask the question, what is love? I want to know what God's standard is because it is God that I am serving and I am trying to please. It is God who will one day judge my love. So what have we learned about love so far in our study? Well, in John 3.16, we're told, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Love originates with God. We've already learned that God is love. We know that God has expressed his love in Jesus Christ. John 3.16 and other passages clearly tell us that. In Romans, we learn God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God is love's source. Love comes from God. Our ability to love comes from God. We have been created in his image and his likeness. Unlike any other creature, we have the image and likeness of God, and we are able to display God's attributes in the world. We are able to love. Now, that love, as we've already said, has been perverted by our sin. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, we cannot overcome sin's corrupting influence of any of the characteristics of God we desire to portray, including love. So love comes from God. Coming from God, then, it should be automatic that we understand that is the perfect expression of love. God's love is the perfect expression of love. And that should be the type of love we aspire to, that we desire to understand and attain to, God's standard of love. So love comes from God, and God's love is the standard that we strive for. What else have we learned about that love? Well, in John 3.16, we're told that God loved the world in such a way, so much, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're told, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So understanding the source of love, now we need to understand the scope of love. How far does it reach, first of all? Well, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. When we understand what the Bible means by the world, it's not just all population, and it certainly does mean that, but it means God so loved all of the population in their sin, in their enmity and animosity toward God. The world has rebelled against God. All mankind is in sin and has rebelled against God and his righteousness, his righteous decrees, his holiness. All we like sheep have gone astray and have turned everyone into his own way, but God has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. The scope of God's love is 
that it reaches out to all, not just those who are following him, but to all people, his friends, his enemies, everyone. That's how far God's love extends. Therefore, if we are to love like God, our love must extend to not only God, but to our friends, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our family, and our enemies, those who would choose to persecute us or hurt us, talk bad about us, cause us pain or injury, our love must extend to everyone. We are told that we are to love our enemies in the Gospels. This is a kind of love the world does not understand. So the scope of God's love is everyone. The second part to the scope of God's love is, how much do I love? How far do I have to go? What is expected of me if I am to love others, including my enemies, the way God loves? Back in John 3.16, we're told that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. How far do I go in loving other people? Well, the simple answer is all the way. All the restraints are pulled off. In 1 John chapter 3, we're told that Jesus died to save us from our sins, and we ought to lay down our life for our brothers. Jesus tells us in the Gospels, greater love has no one than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. We need to love God so much that we're willing to sacrifice anything and everything for him. We need to love one another the same way. Paul says that if eating meat, talking about meat sacrificed to idols, causes his brother to stumble, then he would not eat meat. Paul says in Romans that he loved the Jewish people of whom he was a part so much that he would be accursed if they would know Christ. We need to love the way God does, and that means we are willing to be sacrificial in our love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus is God's best. Jesus is God's only. God gave all for our salvation, for the forgiveness of our sin. And he did it not to bring condemnation to us, not to bring judgment to us, but he did it so that we would not be judged we would not be condemned, but rather we would be saved. We already, according to John 3.18, we already are in condemnation if we do not believe in Christ. God sent Jesus into the world that we might know God through Christ and be saved, have our sins forgiven. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. All of our spiritual activity, all the good things that any of us can do, if it's not done in love, it falls short. It's a tinkling symbol. It's empty. It profits nothing. We need to understand God is love, and we need to be loved by God, experience that love. And then after we have experienced that love, we must love the way he does. We need to raise our standard. We need to stop justifying why we don't love the way God calls us to. We do not love people the way God calls us to because they are worthy of it or because they love us. We love because God loved us. If we do not love the way God loves us,
then we reveal that there's a problem in our relationship with God. We need to understand this clearly. The source of love is God, and the scope of God's love is he loved everyone, the world, to the point of sacrificing his son Jesus on the cross for their salvation, knowing that many of those would never trust in Jesus and receive that salvation. But God loved them anyway. His love is patient and long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And our love needs to be that kind of love. Father in heaven, there's no way if we were to do this every single day for the rest of our lives that we would ever be able to rightly and perfectly express and comprehend the depth of your perfect love. But I would ask, Father, that you would help us in our imperfections to grasp as much of your love as we are capable of for ourselves in our relationship with you, but also so that we can express that love, your love, toward the world. Oh, Father, help us to know your love, to understand it as much as we can, and then to live it out by faith in Jesus Christ day by day to everyone, regardless of their worthiness or the way they treat us or how they respond. Help us to love the way you've called us to, and at the same time, not to compromise with regards to your truth, because we must love in truth and deed. Help us to encourage one another to love and good works. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.